Welcome into the Blazers Uprise Post Game Show. Here are your hosts, Tori Jones and Eric Brandt. What's going on, everybody? Welcome into the Blazers Uprise Post Game Show. The Blazers tonight lose against the Charlotte Hornets by a score of 125 to 113. After leading by seven at the half, the Blazers have, frankly, a horrible second half, starting with a run in the third quarter where the Blazers had multiple backcourt turnovers in a row. The Blazers were never able to recover from that stretch. Dame has another poor shooting night, and this is also going to be a solo stream. Eric has other obligations, so it's just me tonight. Also, my graphics guy has other obligations as well, so this is what you're going to get graphics-wise. graphics, graphics wise. It's not going to be a normal post-game stream. It'll also be a little bit shorter than normal, uh, but we're definitely going to dive into things here. What's going on? Hof hopefully you guys are having a good day, man. My goodness, that was a rough one for the Portland Trail Blazers. We're going to have to talk about the offense because the offense is a serious issue right now, in my opinion. And we're going to have to talk about what they did defensively because they gave up 72 points in the second half to the Charlotte Hornets. That That's not going to get it done. And it's disheartening to see that after the previous two games in which the Portland Trail Blazers played a really good defense. Uh... Anyway, yeah, this this loss absolutely sucks. Uh, let's just straight dive straight into things. I'm not going to waste your guys' time. Uh, the defense kind of throughout the game, but especially the second half, was just not locked in. Uh, there were a lot of missed rotations. There were a lot of slow rotations. And I feel like I say that every time we play defensively, but most of the time it comes down to us not rotating on the backside properly. When we play an aggressive pick and roll scheme, we have to cover for things on the backside. We struggled to do that tonight. In the second half especially, I thought we switched way too much, got into way too many mismatches. That was a serious problem uh, as we went down the stretch. P.J. Washington picked on Norman Powell and C.J. McCollum inside. Uh, you had Kelly Oubre have a hot night from three. A lot of those threes came with Robert Covington guarding him or not guarding him because there was a lot of possessions where Robert Covington just left Kelly Oubre even though he was shooting really well from three. That's what I'm going to start off with. I I want to send a message to Robert Covington. Obviously, he's not going to hear this message. But this dude has to wake up. Because he has struggled defensively all season long. And it's not the typical on-ball stuff. You know, he's kind of inconsistent on the ball and against quicker players. Uh, isn't necessarily, necessarily the best on-ball defender. But off the ball, last year at least, he was phenomenal for the Portland Trailblazers. This year, Robert Covington is one of our worst off-ball defenders, and he had a solid couple of games against Memphis. He really struggled in the first half, uh, and then last game against the Clippers, I thought he was solid in that area, but tonight, my goodness, this dude has a horrible habit of overhelping. And it's been a problem for multiple years, and the Blazers have kind of figured that out at times this year, but whenever they struggle defensively, it usually goes back to them inexplicably leaving shooters playing 15 to 20 feet off of them when A, it's not their help side responsibility, B, 
there there isn't even help needed. The Blazers actually didn't get beat too much off of straight dribble penetration. They struggled defending the pick and roll in the second half. LaMelo Ball got going. We started dropping the big against him, which was a mistake because he's deadly from about 15 feet with that long-range floater of his. But overall, it's just there's possessions tonight where everything was going right defensively and you'd have one guy over help and completely leave his man and Robert Covington did that far too much his role on this team is to be a 3 and D guy and provide great off-ball defense not even good off-ball defense great off-ball defense he is a bad off-ball defender right now, and I don't know what the explanation for it is. There is no explanation for why Robert Covington would all of a sudden become a poor off-ball defender. And that's the most frustrating thing, because something that I've always preached on our post-game shows is that you got to control the controllables, right? Some nights, shots might not go in. Obviously, that was the case for Damian Lillard tonight. Damian Lillard shoots 5 for 20 and 2 for 14 from 3. I'll get into the offense in a second and talk about his struggles and how maybe we can get him going a little bit easier because he had a lot of tough looks tonight. But you're going to have bad shooting nights, and Dame's been in a slump. Now, people were going into this game acting like he was still in a slump, but the last two games before this, he was 9 for 18 from 3, so he was shooting the 3 ball well the two games prior, and these types of nights happen. Portland should have been able to win this game with their defense, and uh, some sloppy second-half turnovers, especially there in the third quarter, kind of sparked a Charlotte run when the Blazers were up 8. That gave Charlotte life, and when you're playing on the road... You cannot give a team life. You just can't do it. Especially when you have control of the game. You're controlling what you can control. Despite Dame having a bad shooting night, this Blazer team was up eight. They were up seven at halftime. And the great teams in the NBA don't let home teams get life. Like the Charlotte Hornets. Sure, if you're going up against the Brooklyn Nets and they have James Harden and Kevin Durant, sure, those guys might get hot no matter what you do and they might spark a run. But when you're going up against a team, the caliber of the Charlotte Hornets, you cannot give them life with turnovers and let them get back into the game when you're up eight. Especially as fast as Charlotte did it because it went from eight to one in about 30 seconds there in that horrible third quarter stretch. Yusuf Nurkic let Terry Rozier get in his head, maybe. I don't know. That that was ridiculous, and it sucks because Nurkic was having a good game. But tying this back to the point, you got to control the controllables. So the Blazers let the game get away from them there, but defensively, they did not control what they can control. How you position yourself, how much you help, that's stuff that you can control. That's mental stuff, right? Like, Dame is going to have nights where he misses shots. CJ is going to have nights where he misses shots. Other players are going to have nights where they miss shots. This team needs to get to the point where they're playing consistent defense, home and road, to the point where they can survive a poor shooting night from Dame. And that's what they were doing in the first half. And that's why this loss is so extremely frustrating. Because they were surviving the Damian Lillard poor shooting night. They still put 113 on the board. You have a good defensive night, you still win this game, despite CJ McCollum going 10 for 24. You know, Norman Powell only went 6 for 15. So overall, it was not a good shooting night from the Blazers. They shoot 32% from three, but if they just don't play boneheaded defense and make boneheaded mistakes, 
they probably win this game. And that's where the frustration comes in. This is the most frustrating loss of the season for me. Uh, the, the Clippers game, they did not come out locked in when they got blown out by the Clippers. But that was like through and through. First road game of the season. They just did not even show up for that game. It's so frustrating to kind of show up for a first half and get back in transition, stop their runouts. You know, Charlotte was shooting 47% from three at the end of the first half, but we were up seven. We had 60 points on the board, and then we just completely let that get away from us. Shout out Portland to Fresh for a $5 dono. He says those back-to-back turnovers in the second half were killers, and I don't know why Billups subbed out Ant when he was killing it and keeping us in the game for Dame Nickel. Um... Yeah, Ant should have played more in this game. Simons plays 19 minutes. He's 6 for 9, 5 for 8. Chauncey, this is this is the one issue I've had with him early on this season is when bench players are out playing starters, he's not playing them enough. He's not playing them enough. Simons in 19 minutes had 19 points on a night when Norman Powell, CJ McCollum, and Damian Lillard could not hit shots. Anthony Simons was hitting shots. And he only plays 19 minutes. It does not make sense. You have Larry Nance Jr. playing great. In 18 minutes, he had 8.7 boards, 2 blocks, a steal, an assist. Uh, He was great when he was out there. You got Robert Covington completely ignoring Kelly Oubre on a night where Kelly Oubre is 6 for 11 from 3. Shades of Harrison Barnes on opening night. And Larry Nance Jr. plays 18 minutes. Robert Covington plays 29. It does not make sense to me. And I'm going to get to a point where I'm seriously frustrated with the minutes allocation for this roster. And we have a good bench, man. We have a good bench. So last year, maybe this isn't as much of a problem. If we had Mario Hazonia and Anthony Tolliver coming off the bench, then I'd say play Robert Covington 35 minutes a game, no matter how bad he plays. But it's a situation where you have good players off the bench. Simons is killing it. He's been fantastic. He only plays 19 minutes on a night where Damon... Frankly, CJ didn't really have it going offensively. Does not make sense to me. Now, I don't want too much shade at Dame. Everybody only looks at how he shot and ignores every other aspect of the game of basketball. When you're point guard, there's a lot of other aspects to the game of basketball. I thought defensively, Dame was actually pretty solid tonight. And he had 12 assists. He was orchestrating things. He actually had the best plus minus in the starting lineup. He was only a minus six. Meanwhile, you got... Norman Powell at a minus 21, CJ McCollum at a minus 18. Obviously, you know, you can't just base a player off plus minus. I'm not trying to do that. Uh, It's just when Dame was in the game, we kind of held court with the Charlotte Hornets. Despite Dame shooting bad. If he has a bad shooting night, he still requires a lot of attention that opens things up for other guys. He still makes plays for other guys. And if he's playing good defense, like he can still be a positive contributor on nights where he isn't shooting the ball well. So... I hate how everybody only looks at field goal percentage and three-point percentage for a game and bases their judgment of the player just off of that. That's kind of a casual thing to do, if we're being honest. Uh, And overall, Dame didn't shoot the ball well. Outside of shooting the ball, I thought he had a good game. Overall, though, he's a shot maker. He has to make shots. He didn't. So I understand understand the frustration and the criticism. I was frustrated with some of his shot selection tonight. But this segues into the offense. And the offense looked like some Terry Stotts-ish stuff tonight. And it's frustrating. First half, we have a 60-point half. We have 22 makes. 18 of them 
were assisted on. The second half, 21 makes, only 12 of them were assisted on. But it's not even just about assist numbers or makes or whatnot. It was so stagnant, the second half. And they were defending Dame pretty well. They were playing up at the point of a screen. Uh, even when he was able to get a shot off a screen, you know, he hasn't really had it going off the dribble. He did hit his second three late off a catch and shoot. The problem is, is all his stuff is kind of difficult. And we're so used to Dame making difficult shots. Like, he's had a season where he shot 40% off these difficult shots. So, obviously, like, this is a poor game for him shooting the ball. But we're not doing anything to make it any easier in terms of the shot quality for Damian Lillard or even CJ McCollum at this point. And it's because we're super stagnant. We're not utilizing Yusuf Nurkic's passing ability. We're not utilizing Larry Nance Jr.'s passing ability. And... It's extremely frustrating to watch the team just go down there in the half court and everybody standing around and somebody isos. And I've said that I think that Chauncey still has other things he wants to put in and you've kind of heard the team, like some of the players and even Chauncey himself kind of hint at that, that they haven't even put in everything they want to put in yet, but they got to start. They got to start whittling away at that. They got to start implementing some offense. Because tonight, during the second half, they didn't run anything. Shoot, if I woke up from a coma, a six-month coma, and I didn't know there was a coaching change, and I wasn't paying attention to the sideline, and I just watched the offense the second half, I would be shocked that it wasn't Terry Stotts coaching on the sideline. <laughs> That, that's what it looked like to me, man. And that's what we got to get better at. You know, there's some games, like when Dame's hitting tough shots, when CJ's hitting tough shots, we can have a really good offense. The problem is Dame has not hit tough shots. Get him easier shots. Try to get him easier shots. If you're not able to get a high-quality shot with seven on the shot clock, give it to Dame and CJ and let them go one-on-one. -on -one. I hate watching offense that just goes one-on-one -on -one or pick and roll from the start when it's not working. And it wasn't working tonight, and that's all it was in the second half. So that was extremely frustrating. Like, I'm not using it as an excuse for Dame. Obviously, he has to shoot better, but it's also a situation where, like, he's not trying to miss shots. And in terms of the things he can outright control, he's doing that. He only had two turnovers tonight with 12 assists. He played good defense tonight. Uh, so he was he was one of our better defensive players tonight. So overall, it was a situation where I just wish we could make it easier on him because it's like he makes a three off a catch-and-shoot broken play. And then the next time down, it's like he has no trust in our offensive system being able to generate anything for him. And we don't call a play to run something for him off the ball, which we've talked about doing all offseason long, and that's what Chauncey's talked about doing. And it's like Dame feels like, oh, I have to shoot a step back, sideways, contested fadeaway without a pass. And he shouldn't have taken that shot. And I was extremely frustrated with him taking that shot because he did not have his three-point shot all night long. And I knew by, I knew when he was shooting that shot, like, yeah, it's probably not going in. He has not had it tonight to be able to hit something that difficult. But it's also a situation where it's like, we can't run anything at all against a Charlotte Hornets defense, which isn't that good. I don't get it. Shout out BR Swerve. 
$2 dono. He says, I hate life. Can't stay for the whole stream. Good luck. Appreciate it. Be our swerve. If you're just tuning in, Eric has other obligations today. Also, my graphics guy has other obligations today. So this is what the stream's going to be. It's going to be a solo stream. Uh, the only graphic is going to be this scoreboard right here. Um, so th that's my thoughts on just kind of the way the team played today. Quick turnaround tomorrow. They play Philadelphia at 4 p.m. So this was the first night of a back-to-back. -back. That's why it's even more frustrating with the minutes allocation when Anthony Simons is playing great, shooting the ball much better than Damian Lillard and CJ McCollum. And Dame and CJ play 38 minutes tonight and Anthony Simons plays half that at 19. <sighs> I like the Chauncey hire and I think he's doing a lot of good things. Overall, I think he's doing a lot of good things. But it's not going to be a situation where, because I like the hire and think it was the right decision, I'm afraid to criticize him when I think he's messing up. And he's messing up with the minutes allocation with some of these players. Larry Nance Jr. should be playing more minutes. Nasir Little played solid today. Six rebounds. I mean, we gave up 10 offensive boards. Would have been nice to have Norman there uh, as a rebounder. Maybe as an energy guy because we didn't have any energy the second half. Overall, I'm not too upset with him playing 18 minutes. But Larry Nance Jr. and Anthony Simons have been playing great basketball. And they, they can't even get 20 minutes, no matter how well they play. And I have a problem with that. So that needs to change. And Chauncey needs to realize that. Chauncey needs to figure it out. And I'm going to hold him accountable. And I'm sure, honestly, like, I'm sure he would respect that. And he should be asked about that. I hope a reporter asked him about that. We will watch the post-game interview. Because obviously Eric isn't here to give his takes, so it's just me. So we have, uh, you know, a little bit more time when there's only one of us instead of two. So I'll hear his takes. I'm hoping somebody asks him about the minutes allocation for an Anthony Simons on the first night of a back-to-back. -back. and CJ play 38 minutes. You have to go up against Philadelphia tomorrow. I don't understand it. Um, I don't understand it. But... Here, I'm reading chat right now. Basketball is so much of a more nuanced game than Damian Lillard shooting is the sole reason we aren't 5-1 and one and we're only 3-3. Three and three. And it's like people that have listened to me a lot. I hope, you, I, I, I hope that people that listen to me are able to look at the game more beyond just, oh, Dame shot the ball bad. That's why we lost. Because we should have won this game with Dame shooting the ball bad. So to just blame it on Damian Lillard shooting is kind of ridiculous to me. We were up seven with him shooting bad the first half. We were up eight at some point in the third quarter with him shooting bad. So it's not just Dame shooting. And I, I, I like, sure, if he's 30 point per game Damian Lillard, we probably, we probably pull out these games. But we have never been able to make, like, that legitimate of a postseason run behind hero ball Damian Lillard save us and fix all our problems so yeah if Dame shot great we'd be five and one I'm not arguing that but we could still be five and one with him struggling because we have a lot of other issues that contribute to these losses that's the entire point that's the entire point chat Also, the team can be doing a lot more to get him maybe easier shots, help him build a rhythm. I don't know. That's the thing is 
He's thrived off ISO ball, and I don't want people to sit here saying, oh, well, it's the new offensive system. Dame isn't comfortable with it because we literally just ran ISO ball today. We literally just ran ISO ball, especially the second half, and he still struggled to shoot. So it has nothing to do with the offensive system. Nothing to do with that. Anyway, uh, let's look at player stat lines. CJ McCollum, 25 points tonight in 38 minutes. Eight assists. He did pass the ball well. Started off the game with a nice feed to Nurkic. Uh, Shooting-wise, 4 for 11 from 3. That's okay. A little bit below average for him. He was 6 for 13 from 2. You want to see him shoot a better clip than that. Dame, 2 for 14 from 3. Obviously not good. 3 for 6 inside the arc. 12 assists, though. 12 assists. See, people will people will blame his lack of shooting, but he passed the ball really well tonight and played good defense. Had he not, we'd be, we would have lost this game by 25. There is never going to be like one specific thing that one player did that led to a loss. Because this team played far from a perfect game outside of Dame. Far from a perfect game. This team played a poor game outside of just Dame shooting. Yusuf Nurkic had a solid game. 13 points, 14 boards, 1 assist, 2 steals, 1 block. Going into this game, he led centers in deflections despite only playing around 25 minutes a game. Second was Nikola Vucevic playing about 10 minutes per game more. He also has the highest rate for screen assists. So Nurkic has been doing the little things, playing defense, getting deflections, 2 steals tonight. Uh, kind of continues that. Also finished well, was 5 for 7 inside the arc going into this game. Was shooting a career high 57.5% from two. Next best career high was only 52.5% from two. So for all the narrative around Yusuf Nurkic not being able to finish, he was shooting 65% at the rim heading into today. And he finished well today. He's five for seven. One of those a mid-range jumper. He's five for nine total because he misses two threes. Airballed one of them. His three-point shot is not looking good right now. The first one was in and out. The first one was there. The second one was an airball at the end of the shot clock. I saw people faulting Yusuf Nurkic for shooting an open three with one second left on the shot clock. What, what, what should he have done? Drive the lane and let the shot clock expire? Then the same people would be yelling at him for not knowing the shot clock. I, d I don't understand him being told not to shoot that second three when it was going to be a shot clock violation. I didn't understand that one. Overall, he was probably our best starter tonight. Eh, he was definitely our best starter tonight. 5 for 9. Played solid defensively. Uh, 14 boards as well. 5 of them offensive. He was locked in energy-wise tonight. And maybe he wasn't our best starter because he was kind of the catalyst behind that uh, run that Charlotte put together in the third quarter. I think he had one of the turnovers. Blazers broadcasting. Missed the angle. Missed the missed the play. We didn't see what happened. Um... But overall, I thought he had a solid game. Norman Powell, 14 points, 5 assists, 6 for 15 from the field, 2 for 9 from 3. Started the game pretty well, in my opinion. Tapered off. Uh, obviously, just got back from injury. Only played 24 minutes the last game. He had 5 assists, passed the ball well. Uh, that was good for Norm, but wasn't really much of a contributor there in the second half. And then Robert Covington, 2 for 6 from 3. Uh, though he didn't shoot a single 2. Had four boards, six points, two blocks. Uh, just has to figure out his off-ball defense. Has to. Because it's it's crushing us right now. 
uh, it's it's absolutely crushing us. Off the bench, Larry Nance Jr., 18 minutes, 4 for 5 from the field, 7 boards, an assist, a steal, 2 blocks, 8 points. Very good game. Anthony Simons, 19 points in 19 minutes. As I said earlier, 6 for 9 from the field, 5 for 8 from 3, 2 for 2 from the free throw line. Should have been playing more. Cody Zeller in his return to Charlotte, 6 points, 6 rebounds, 2 assists. Had a nice pass to Nasir Little off a short roll uh, for an open 3 there. Uh, I really enjoyed that play. Uh, I think Cody Zeller is a better playmaker than we've seen, and that kind of goes back to we need to implement some sort of offense and utilize the passing ability of our big men. But he had a solid game in his return to Charlotte. Basically, everybody on the bench was solid tonight. Nasir Little, two for three from the field. Only threes, uh, six rebounds in 18 minutes. On the first night of a back-to-back, when your bench is probably playing at least as good as your starters, your starters should not be playing 33 minutes for Norm and 38 minutes for Damon CJ apiece. Like, trust the bench unit a little bit more. The bench unit's been very solid. Especially when you got a game less than 24 hours later. I don't get it. For the Hornets, LaMelo Ball, 10 for 24 for 9 from 3. He had 27 points, 9 rebounds, 7 assists. A lot of his damage came in the second half. Uh, we didn't really make it hard on him at all. Uh, when we did play the big high at the point of the screen, I felt like we didn't do a good job of pressuring the ball and then recovering properly. And then behind that, the backside rotations. We got back cut a lot once the, the pick and roll ball handler was able to hit the rolling big man. Uh, we would rotate, but then guys would get back cut and we didn't adjust all game long. Other than that, you had Kelly Oubre, 26.6 for 11 from three, five assists, seven rebounds, so a great game for him off the bench in 32 minutes. His best Harrison Barnes reenactment. Terry Rozier, first game of the season, 14 points, five assists, had had some good moments in the first quarter, didn't do much in the, in the second half. Miles Bridges, 19 points, nine assists. Uh, he could have had a triple-double. 12 points for Gordon Hayward. Overall, the Charlotte Hornets shoot 20 for 42 from three, 47.6%. Now, here's the thing. At halftime, they were shooting 47% from three. They were shooting 43% from two. They were 10 for 23 from two. They ended up finishing 26 for 47 from two, which is 55%. 26 for 47. In the second half... Let me do the math. They were 10 for 23 in the first half, 26 for... I I can't do the math, man. So they were 16 for... 16 for 26 the second half from two. In the second half, they shot 61.5% from two. So that was the difference maker. The Blazers in previous games have let opponents shoot okay percentages from three you know 36 37 38 percent but have not let them get going inside the arc have held teams to around 40 percent inside the arc memphis and the clippers last couple games and they continued that during the first half of this game that's why it was a fine defensive half they got back they didn't let charlotte score points in transition despite it them being a fast-paced team they didn't send Charlotte to the free throw line in the first half. Charlotte only had six free throw attempts. In the second half, that they shot 15 free throws. So everything we actually did defensively in the first half went out the window. In the first half, we didn't really defend the three-point line too well, but everywhere else, we were completely fine. Didn't foul. 
didn't let them get easy buckets in the paint. In the second half, we fouled, sent them to the line, let them get easy buckets in the paint, still didn't guard the three. And it, it goes back to kind of a lack of energy, lack of focus from this team. That's two road games in a row in which their focus has been subpar, their intensity has been subpar. So they need to figure it out on the road. At home, it's easy with the home crowd. They're backing you up on the road. Has not has not materialized yet. Uh, another impressive performance for Charlotte off the bench. PJ Washington, 8 for 8, 1 for 1 from 3, 17 points, 3 assists. He had some buckets there in the fourth quarter getting guards switched on to him for whatever reason. We started switching, we started dropping the big, and <laughs> they picked that apart. So I did not really understand that. Uh, that's the result. So, yeah, tough one for the Portland Trailblazers. Uh, they end up falling 2-3-3, three, and three, which is fine. You know, they got to maintain 500. I set a goal of 12 for 10 for them after the month of November. They're 3-3 three and three right now. It's a really hard early season stretch. This is a Charlotte Hornets team that's a pretty good basketball team and I think is likely going to be in the top eight by the end of the season with how they're playing right now. They're 5-2 and two for a reason. They haven't faced the best opponents, but they did beat Brooklyn, a Brooklyn team with James Harden and Kevin Durant. They were not playing too well, but this isn't the Blazers losing to some lottery team. Charlotte's been in the lottery in previous years, but this year they're they're looking legit. Miles Bridges has taken a step up, and he had a good game today. LaMelo Ball, obviously, in his second season. They just got Terry Rozier back. They didn't have him, and he's been a starter for them. So, overall, not I'm not too surprised that Portland ended up losing this game. I figured it was going to be a toss-up. It's just the way in which they lost it after the way they played in the first half made this one extremely frustrating. I'll take questions from chat. Any trolling is going to get put in a timeout. I'm not in the mood for it, especially without a co-host. So any dumb stuff in chat, I'm just putting it in a timeout. Um, but I'll take questions from chat. We'll go around the NBA. As I said, don't really have much graphically. David Yu says, The season when we won the tip, we have yet to win a game. We have won all the games where we lost the tip. This proportion is completely opposite in Stott's years just something weird to point out obviously that's just a uh coincidence but yeah maybe the Blazers should try and lose the tip until they actually lose another game I don't know good news for that Joel Embiid's probably gonna win the tip against Nurkic tomorrow so count on a win tomorrow I guess is he a Suns fan Trevin we don't go in the, the Valley Pods chat and troll like this, so if that's a Suns fan, if you if you know that's a Suns fan and he's coming here trolling, just permaban. You go ahead. Because we don't go in their chat and be toxic. So Jakob says most frustrating game so far to watch. Tomorrow will be even tougher than I think. Here's the thing with tomorrow. It's either going to be a good thing or a bad thing that they play tomorrow. It's either going to be, oh, we wash this taste out of our mouths, get a good win on the road against Philadelphia, or we're sitting at three and four. With And with how this team has played some solid defense this year, it'd kind of be disheartening to start three and four. Clayton says, I know this is tough, but you have a record prediction for us this year. I did a Western Conference standings prediction. I forget what I, what record I predicted, but I'm still sticking by that. 
because I expected the team to be around 500 the first 15 to 20 games of the season. But tomorrow's going to be an interesting game because it's a Philadelphia team where we had a lot of success against them last season. Obviously swept them, beat them at home when they had Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid, and then we beat them on the road when they didn't have Ben Simmons, but we didn't have Damian Lillard, CJ McCollum, Anthony Simons, or Yusuf Nurkic. So we were starting like Rodney Hood at point guard, and we beat them by 16, I think. The most surprising game of the season last year. Came against Philadelphia in Philadelphia. It's going to be kind of the same team. They're not going to have Ben Simmons. DJ Vega asks, if Rocco keeps this up, should we trade him? I'm not going to entertain Rocco trade conversations. We're six games into the season. It's not trade season yet. I know everybody loves to talk about trades. It's not trade season yet. We're not... I'm not going to go there. Uh, game 40? If he keeps this up, sure, we can have that conversation. I don't know what to make of the way Robert Covington's playing defense right now, though. Because throughout his career, he's consistently been a really good defender. So him struggling the way he has the first six games feels like an outlier. But I won't know for sure until... We have a much larger sample size where we can say, oh, he's been like this for 30 games and it's not getting better. Because you would think a smart defender like him would be able to improve and fix some of the mistakes he's making. And I'm going to give him that chance. I just think right now, like when he overhelps and is completely out of position, he should be taken out of the game for Larry Nance Jr. Because there's a very suitable backup. Larry Nance Jr. is just as good as Robert Covington. I think they should be playing equal minutes, to be honest. So if Robert Covington completely blows the defensive possession, Chauncey should be subbing him out, subbing in Larry Nance Jr. And telling Robert Covington what he's doing wrong. And then sub him back in. And then if Robert Covington does it again, sub him out. Play Nas at some small ball four. Get him a few more minutes. You know what I mean? That's accountability. And... I think outside of games, they're being held accountable in film sessions and practice sessions. But that also has to apply to games. Especially when you have, in my opinion, the best bench Damian Lillard has ever had. It's funny how people laughed at that notion. And then right now, people are asking for the, uh, the bench to play more. So, I'm not at the point where I'm going to say bench Rocco. But Nance and him should be getting equal, equal minutes. And if Rocco blows a defensive possession, which he's done numerous times this season, sub him out. Sub him out. It, if he can be the f defender he's been throughout his career, which there's no reason why he can't be, he'll be a really good player. There's a reason a lot of good teams want Robert Covington and probably still do. Because throughout his career, he's been a terrific off-ball defender. A really good defensive player. And a 37% three-point shooter on volume. Shot 38% for us last year. And started the season bad, but in the month of March, I think it was the month of March, maybe it was the month of February, shot like 50% from three. So he's not shooting the ball too well right now. He was two for six tonight. Going into this game, he was shooting uh, 35% from three. That's kind of in line with his career averages, so it's not... Shouldn't expect too much more. 
from him shooting-wise, but defensively is where it hurts us. But that's the thing. You got such a good backup for, like, you don't need Robert Covington to be, a, like, a world beater and play 35 minutes a game. You just need him to space the floor and play good defense. That's why it's so frustrating when he's not playing good defense because you're not asking much out of him. And sure, it'd be nice to have a Pascal Siakam instead, but overall, for what we need, we need a guy that can play some defense and we need a guy that can space the floor. Those are the first two things we need. If you provided all the extra stuff that Pascal Siakam does and make us a better team, but the most important things is having a three and a guy that can hit threes and play D. And he's not hitting threes at a super high rate and he's not playing D. So yeah, he's hurting the team. But you also got to give him the chance to course correct and figure things out because this feels like an outlier, as I said. And I know how fans get because I get the same way and I was kind of raging at him during this game, talking through the the screen to him <laughs> i'll admit it um but but overall it's a six game sample size compared to what he's done throughout his entire career so i'm not ready to say start nance and sit him just play nance as much as him play you can play nance more more than him and still start roko too so it doesn't have to be like a either or and my answer to that, if he continues to play like this, will probably change over time. So we just have to wait and see on if he figures it out. At this point, I should stop reading chat because I'm going to get annoyed with some of the comments like, Roko's hurting the team, but Dame isn't. Dame was 9 for 18 the last two games. He's played good defense. Ro Dame has played better defense than Robert Covington this year. Dame had 12 assists tonight he's averaging like nine assists per game i know people only care about field goal shooting and don't care about if a guy's actually making his teammates better well they care about that when it comes to cj mccollum but for some reason when it comes to dame it's like it's completely ignored if he's shooting bad for some people it doesn't make sense every other area he's been good in this year outside of making shots but the last two games he was nine for 18 and he's going to have nights where he misses shots. But guess what? Even if he misses shots, defenses are still going to put their best defensive player on him. Meaning CJ McCollum's going to have a worse defensive player on him. Making it easier for CJ McCollum to get going. He's still going to play make and get other players quality shots. He's still going to space the floor all the way out to 30 feet. Opening things up for other guys to make things happen. Basketball is not as simple as, oh, what did this guy shoot? How many shots did he make and how many shots did he miss? Like, we gotta, we gotta analyze the game better than that. At least here. That's, that's what we try and do here. We try and analyze it better than that. But it's like, oh my goodness, this. He, message in chat says he literally shot us out of the game in the fourth. We were already out of the game in the fourth. He, he was trying to shoot us back into the game. He got subbed in with nine minutes left in the fourth quarter. We were down, let me find this here, play by play. We were down 192 when he subbed in. 192. Ant made a three, then Kelly Oubre makes a three. We're basically down eight when he subs in. So he shot us out of the game in the fourth. We're already losing. 
that's that's what's frustrating is like people will choose to focus on something they have an issue with and that becomes the issue that becomes the issue <laughs> yeah, that's that's something that's always kind of frustrated me but anyway Dude, oh my god. I need to stop paying attention to chat. I don't know. I wish Eric was here. <laughs> Eric, look at what I'm dealing with on the solo stream, man. No, Dame is not purposely missing shots to try and force his way out. Is that seriously what... Oh my goodness. I, I don't even want to go there, but come on. It's... If Dame wanted out of Portland, he would demand a trade. He wouldn't say, oh yeah, I'm here to stay. I'm loyal. It's, you know... I'm ride or die for Rip City and then go and like purposely tank games to try and get himself out of Portland when he could just ask for a trade. What? That doesn't that, like what? <laughs> that's the question. Like, I, I don't understand how people actually like think that's a legitimate scenario that could be a possibility. <laughs> like Damian Lillard would be the type to purposely miss shots to get traded when he could ask for a trade what after saying he wants to be here when he's been a guy who is a pretty honest guy and a loyal guy that uh, uh, doesn't make sense that doesn't make sense like dame's out there trying like here's the thing is like Dame's trying to get himself traded. Why is he playing so hard defensively? Taylor says, Tori, I feel like you pick out the extremely ridiculous comments, LOL. They're always going to be uh, asshats. They ain't the majority. Man, they just stand out to me. Like, I don't have Eric here to, like, have a conversation with. So I'm reading chat more. And, dude, like, those that type of stuff sticks out to me. And it's funny because I'll tell Eric, like, hey, man, don't even give so-and-so that much attention. It's hard, though, man. It's people just trolling. And I said, if you troll, it's a it's a ban. I'm not I'm not dealing with it today. If you're coming in here to purposely troll. Yeah, Aeromancer says, Tori, for your health, I recommend not reading chat. It's funny because then when I don't read chat, I'll have people say you should read chat more. And I'm like, eh. It's just rough. Anyway, let's look at other scores. There's only five games today, including the Blazers. The Mavericks beat the Kings 105-99 earlier today. They've been kind of a weird team, gotten blown out twice, but they're 4-2. Luka Doncic had 23-10-8. Here's the thing with Dallas. They haven't played a hard schedule whatsoever. Uh, the Jazz beat the Bucks 107-95. Good win for the Utah Jazz. They moved to 5-1. The Bucks have been... Dealing with injuries, they started both Antetokounmpo brothers today. The Gnosis played 32 minutes, was 5 for 15. They didn't have Drew Holiday, Brooke Lopez, Dante DiVincenzo, Chris Middleton. Yeah, they were missing all four of those guys. So they were out here playing Rodney Hood, who left early to go to the locker room. Hopefully he's okay. He was having a tough night, 11 minutes, 0 for 3. Uh, obviously hasn't recovered from that Achilles tear, unfortunately. Justin Robinson is out here playing 24 minutes. I don't even really know who that is, and that's saying something. So, good win for the Jazz, but also not the same Milwaukee Bucks team that won the championship by any means. 
The Nets beat the Pistons 117-91. James Harden is finally playing better lately. Uh, he was 6-9 for nine from the field, 4-7 for seven from 3 in 29 minutes. KD had 23. Uh, LaMarcus Aldridge 16 off the bench, 7-8 for eight from the field in 21 minutes. DeAndre Bembry had 15 off the bench for the Nets. Kate Cunningham did not play. He made his NBA de debut yesterday after dealing with an ankle injury, so probably didn't play because it was the second night of a back-to-back. -back. Uh, he struggled in his NBA de debut yesterday. Uh, I don't remember his final stat line, but something like 1 for 8 from the field, 0 for 6 from 3 or something like that. So, Ked Cunningham struggled in his debut for the Pistons. Pistons fall to 1 and 5, Nets are 4 and 3. And then one more game that has yet to start... You got the Rockets going into L.A. to take on the Lakers at 7.30 p.m. Pacific. That's going to be a Lakers win. Hopefully, I jinxed it. Fingers crossed. Shout out Shaggy Squid with a 5 Australian dollar dono. He says, I think Ant should be in late game in general. Dude is a sniper and plays decent defense now. Do you agree? When it's a situation where Dame and CJ are struggling to shoot the ball, then, yeah. Like, I'm not saying he should have been in for Dame. But, I don't know, I wouldn't have hated it. But also, it's like... A late game flurry to lead the team to a comeback victory could be exactly what Damian Lillard needs. So you don't want to, like, take away that chance. You know what I'm saying? So, it's kind of a hard situation. I would have probably played Ants instead of Norm. Or maybe a four-guard lineup. I don't know. That's the tough thing with having so many good guards. Regardless, I think Ant should have played more. I don't think it's necessarily a question of should he finish the game. I think he should have played a lot more. I think he should have played 30 minutes. I think Damon she CJ should have played 32, 33 minutes. Norm should have played about 30 minutes. That would have shaved off, what, 13 minutes off their minutes played. Anthony played 18 minutes. That would have given him 31 minutes. If you took five minutes away from Dame, five minutes away from CJ, three away from Norm. So it's not a matter necessarily about finishing the game. It's a matter about uh, playing the guys that are playing well more minutes. Because I don't know how you have your best three offensive players all having poor shooting nights. And you have your sixth man off the bench, six for nine, 19 points in 19 minutes. And he's only playing 19 minutes. That's the biggest frustration with this game. Anyway, if you're just tuning in, Eric has other obligations. I see Eric question mark in chat. He has other obligations. It's a solo stream. Anyway. Um, here's, here's the thing, too. If Anthony Simons, like, has 30 points in 30 minutes, then sure, you let him finish the game for whoever. For whoever at that point. He's talented enough to justify it. Taylor Packer says, is it worrying to you that we revert back to iso ball sometimes for stretches? Today left me a bit nervous. I don't want to wonder which version of the Blazers we're going to get each game. And I complained about this on the last postgame show despite a good win. I said we, we're not running enough and we're too stagnant right now. And I'm willing to give it time because it's only game six with a new coach who has put an emphasis on defense and tried to change the culture into a defensive culture. Like... 
I'm not saying the team should be running everything at this point, but I was hoping they'd be a little bit further along and they need to start trying to implement some things offensively because the ISO ball in the second half was basically Stotts fence. Good old Stotts fence. It was a problem. Uh, and it was hard to get quality shots. Once Chauncey Billups' interview goes up, DM me the link, someone. If you don't follow me on Twitter, link is in the description below. And we will watch it. Because I'm curious to see what Chauncey Billups would say after this game. We... We have moved the ball better this year. And we've had some really stagnant stretches, but overall we've moved the ball a little bit better. It's just a lot of it seems to be like forced through freelance. I don't see us running a ton of sets and maybe I'm wrong, but I don't know. It seems like everything's still being created dribble drive from the perimeter. And I'm not saying that's not going to be a big part of our offense, but I would love to see us throw it to Nurkic and have some cutters and have some weak ball action. That'd be awesome. Hello, Eric's mom. Hopefully we can watch the game tomorrow. I mean, I was able to watch the game, but I know the Root Sports thing was a debacle today. Apparently in Portland, even though it was in Portland... The Portland Trail Blazers game was not on the main Root Sports channel. It was on like Root Sports Plus, which wasn't supposed to be a thing. At least that's what I heard. It was supposed to be, oh, well, if the Seattle Kraken, which is Seattle's NHL team, if they're playing at the same time as the Blazers, then in Washington, in most of Washington, they'll be shown. And then in the Oregon slash Southwest Washington area, the Blazers would be shown. But apparently that wasn't the case tonight. So, that was a frustration for a lot of people. And it's frustrating for me how bad they've botched this TV deal. Chauncey interview still not up. I do not have a message on Twitter. I will go look for myself and see if it's up. And it is not See you later, Shaggy Squid. Hopefully, you guys are enjoying your Halloween otherwise, though. Eric's a father, so Halloween, you know, family family matters. Definitely has his priorities, right? Um, man, I don't know. I'll take questions. I'll keep taking questions from chat. I, uh... Don't really know where to go from here, man. I was not expecting my rants to be over 50 minutes into the stream. So I'll just answer questions. What about Sangoon? I see a lot of Alperin Sangoon in chat. Preview Philly game. We will have a Philly game preview tomorrow. We're doing Blazers Uprise live. Normally we go live at 3.30 p.m. Mondays and Thursdays. We're going live at 3 tomorrow instead because the game is at 4. So we want to try and have a little bit of space for picks against the spread and then a little bit of time to preview that game. So we will stream all the way up to like 4 p.m. Pacific time tomorrow. Overall, it's a, it's a game that the Portland Trailblazers 
haven't played in yet in terms of who they have to guard. They haven't played a dominant big man yet. So it's going to be interesting to see how they deal with Embiid tomorrow, see what types of double teams they throw at him because they haven't really been put in a position where they have to throw double teams at a big man. They've played a couple good wings, lots of good point guards. Tonight they played a good point guard. You know, De'Aaron Fox in the preseason, Steph Curry, Chris Paul, Devin Booker. Um, played Paul George twice. So he's a good wing. We haven't played a dominant big man yet. So I'm interested to see what Chauncey throws at Joel Embiid tomorrow. And I wouldn't mind him throwing in something a little bit different. Maybe it might get the team engaged. I don't know. People are saying the Chauncey interview dropped. Can somebody send me the link to it and we can watch it? Thank you to Zach. Appreciate it. I did not see it in chat. All right. Let's watch the Chauncey Billups interview. Wait, I need to turn on audio. Cool. All right. A lot can change in a month. You could meet the love of your life and his kids and their dog, which is why CarMax created the Love Your Car Guarantee with 24-hour test drives and a full 30 days to return and get your money back. The way it should be, CarMax. Blazers Uprise is not sponsored by CarMax, FYI. I also forgot this is going to be right in the center of my face, so I'll, I don't know, I'll lean to the side. But here we go. It's a seven-minute interview. Let's listen to Chauncey. Yeah, that was that was that was a tough stretch uh, right there. I thought we, you know, I thought we were in good shape at the half, and uh, yeah, that was that was a tough little stretch right there. You know, we go for a gamble, don't get it, we get a dunk, then we turn it right over. Um, that, was, that was a tough stretch, but I mean, still, with that, even with that being said, there's so much game left, right? I thought we got caught up kind of playing their style. You know, they kind of just get up and down and run and play like, like you're at the park. And it's, it's easy to get caught up like that because that's fun. You know, it's fun to play that way. You know, I thought we got we got caught up there. Well, it seemed like they were around the rim the entire time in the second half. Yeah. A lot of broken coverages. You know, we changed up the coverages a few times and, um, you know, two or three guys doing it the right way. The other two or three guys, you know, kind of not doing the coverage, you know, not making the adjustment, doing the coverage that we changed it from. And that cost us uh, several times. A lot of overhelps um, cost us several times. So, yeah, just probably just wasn't focused enough defensively in the second half. Okay, so that's going to be some growing pains for Portland. Uh, being able to run different schemes because they've been changing the scheme. They've been changing the base scheme. The base scheme is obviously more aggressive, uh, but you want to get to a point where you can switch up coverages and have everybody like know what they're doing in a specific coverage, right? The team's probably not at that point yet because this team has never switched up coverages ever. So that 
it kind of makes a little bit more sense thinking about it that way. They're switching up the coverage, uh, trying to give Charlotte different looks, and that's why it was almost just a free run to the rim in the half court. Because if you don't have all five players on the same page defensively when you switch to a different scheme, good offenses are going to be able to pick that apart, especially if they have a good lead guard, and LaMelo Ball's obviously a good lead guard. So... That's part of the growing pains. I mean, that kind of makes sense. Um, so that's just my thoughts on that. Because I, I don't usually have a great sideline on you, but the, I thought at one point in the third quarter it was in the timeout, it's probably as animated as I've seen you. Like you were as hot as you've got this game. Uh, probably so. Probably so. I was, I was upset at just, you know, just the lack of focus. You know, we talked about what we needed to do in the second half and then we come out and then, you know, we, we basically just kind of let, let the game slip away from us just by our own mental errors, you know? Um, and that is, that's frustrating. You know, that's very frustrating. So we caught the timeout, try to reel us back in. Um, but they had the momentum at the time, but still, I mean, there was just so much game left, you know, so many chances to change, to change the tide back and it just, we just couldn't get over the hump. You put your finger on it. This is like three times now that we talked about focus one way or the other, you know, the preseason Phoenix mm-hmm. game and now here. Can you put your finger on how, when, why you guys are losing focus? It's just the NBA season, man. Yeah. You know, I'm pretty sure every team could say the same thing, Jason, you know, um, this is probably just going to be something that we just got to we just got to keep getting better at. I think you've heard me say it several times. You know, who can say stay focused for longer stretches? Nobody stays focused for an entire game, but the longer stretches you can stay focused. Chances are you're going to put yourself in a good ch- in a good position to win the game. And tonight uh, we did a poor job of that. Chase, you have a question? Yeah, um, you talk about guys getting to the rim, but also. Three-pointers not a real issue. They shot 47 percent on 20 makes. Um, can you attribute that antics? It seems like that's not persistent, but it seems like that's one of your areas of emphasis. Yeah. In, in yeah, I can't attribute that to just overhelping. Yeah. You know, um, a lot of times we we were okay, um, didn't have to dr- pull all the way in under the basket, and we did so. You know, and it just opened up a free lane to a, a three-point shot. You know, um, and I thought we overhelped on. LaMelo's drives, um, knowing that he can make that floater, but we want we want to make him finish. You know, if you over if you overreact and you start looking at the ball, he's whipping that thing out. Guys are getting shots, and those are loud shots on the road. Those three point shots. So again, you know, just kind of a lack of focus. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, talked about it all year last year. And it's a habit with this team that they have to break. And it's been a habit with Robert Covington. Now, last year, he needed to help more than he's had to this year because we had a lot more defensive breakdowns last year and our base scheme was not good for a base scheme. So a lot of times he needed to help to bail us out. He's still kind of playing like that, but we're running multiple schemes. We are containing dribble penetration off the pick and roll much better. So... Times where, oh, he needed to help to try and bail us out are now becoming situations where he's overhelping for no reason. And he's been a big 
issue with that and I think he'll fix it and I think Chauncey will fix this it's just a bad habit with the team right now and it's reared its head in a lot of our poor defensive games and against teams like Memphis who's not the best three-point shooting team we can get away with it a little bit against a team like Charlotte you can't so sometimes it'll be fine and sometimes teams will have cold shooting nights even though you give them open threes but sometimes it'll come back to bite you and it bit us tonight yeah, yeah, I thought we did a good job in the first half of taking care of the ball. And uh, in that third quarter, you know, we had a, a tough little maybe minute, minute and a half stretch um, there uh, that that kind of cost us. I've kind of tried to stay away from Dame struggling with shooting and stuff just because I wanted to see it play out, you know. Yeah. Bigger but we're getting in. He's up over 53s now. Mm-hmm. Still struggling. It's just weird to see. Yeah. I, mean, you, I know he's feeling it. Are you feeling it? Like just the- Well, I mean, look, we, we we come into a game like this, and you know, between Dame and CJ, they go six for twenty-five from three. Um, it's gonna be tough to win a game like that. But I just feel like this was a winnable game, even with those two dudes struggling from three. To me, that's a good sign because you depend on your defense to try to pull you through when, you know, when when Batman and Robin are struggling from three a little bit. You you, you depend on your D, and I thought we were good enough to do so tonight, but we just weren't focused enough. But um, again, like I don't I don't worry about Dame. I think you know he's picking and choosing when to kind of pick his spots t- to turn it on. Um, you know, and sometimes I can just remember being in that position. Sometimes you wait too long, and now the defense actually gets confidence thinking that they're actually shutting you down, but you just haven't been aggressive because you're trying to read it. And now when you start to turn it on, that defense has so much confidence, and now you miss two or three shots, now you start pressing. Um, and that's just what I remember from my days, right? And so I could see some of that going on with him. Um, but again, I, that's, that's, I'm not worried about Dame at all. I know that, especially with shooters, you know, sometimes you have those type of stretches. Um, but you know, I, I'm not, not as concerned with that as our lack of defense, our lack of defensive focus in the second half. Was this another game by any chance to be, to be Yeah. And, and, and played well for us. He really did. And it was, you know, he was he was one guy that was able to knock down shots in there. Um, you know, 18 minutes for Ant. You know, I wish I now obviously could have played him 22, 23 minutes. You know, maybe it, it would have helped us out. But that's it. The dude plays that well, and you just wish you could have gotten him 22 instead of 18. That's it. Oh, this is the first answer I haven't liked of the season from Chauncey. You're telling me the dude has 19 points and 19 is. You don't want to play him more than 22-23. Like, come on, man. You know, shot making is cool, but I don't know that that would have helped our, our defense, you know. Um, and so that's, that's you know, what I, what I walk away from this game saying, like, it was, it was a missed opportunity for us. 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you you know, 115 points, you get 30 assists in the game and lose by double digits. That's that's tough. You know, that's tough. All right. Okay. Thank you, guys. All right. That's it. I mean, Ant didn't play the best defense today, so I guess that's his reasoning for, for it is we lost this game defensively. We scored 113 points, so I kind of, I kind of get it, but I mean, you had a lot of other guys struggling defensively. I wish they'd ask about Larry Nance. I'd wish they'd ask about Robert Covington and that whole dynamic because Larry Nance Jr. was helping us more defensively than Robert Covington, and offensively he was also better, so why is he only playing 18 minutes and Rocco's playing 29 you know, so, yeah, that's that's something that's a bit frustrating. A bit frustrating. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, was Amp playing that much worse defense than maybe a guy like CJ? CJ definitely had a better defensive game, but did it make up for the differences in the way they were shooting? I'm not sure. I don't think so. So that's why I wanted Simons to play around 30 minutes in this game when he has it going like that offensively. Because if you ain't going to stop them, you got to try and score with them. And you have one guy keeping you in the game <laughs> offensively from a shooting perspective when he's on the court. And that was Anthony Simons. And uh, yeah, that, like you got to do one or the other. You got to play defense. Or you got to make shots. And Anthony Simons was at least doing one of those. A lot of guys on the team were doing neither of those tonight. So, I don't know. I wish he would play the the bench a little bit more. Because the bench played well today. The bench hung with them, plus minus wise, if anybody's interested. Let me pull that up. Nance was a minus one. Nasir Little was a plus five. Cody Zeller was a plus three. Anthony Simons was a plus two. And they played with energy. Like, defensively, I think the bench played better than the starters. So I don't know why you wouldn't ride the bench a little bit more when defense was the issue. So, yeah, I mean, it's... I don't mind that he's, like, hyper-focused on defense because that's what we needed. You know what I mean? So, Trevin says, sounds like things are completely focused on defense still. Like, that's fine. At some point... We have to become a consistent two-way team. And if we're playing a lot of iso ball, it's going to be hard to be a really good team offensively. So that's where I stand with that. That's where I stand with that. Portland has a quick turnaround game tomorrow. November hits in four and a half hours. We will be live over on our second channel, Blazers Uprise Live. At 3 p.m. tomorrow to preview the game, we'll do picks against the spread. Uh, we got, how many games do we have tomorrow for that? Let me check. One, two, three. We have nine games tomorrow, so it should be a pretty busy picks against the spread segment. And then we'll preview Sixers versus Blazers. Was hoping to have Romp on for Blazers Uprise Live because he's a Sixers fan. But he's playing college ball. He's trying to average more than... 
I'm, I'm not going to say it on stream, but he's trying to average more than I did. So, uh, respect the grind. I do. Does Ben Simmons come back tomorrow? <laughs> I don't think so. Any Sixers questions, ask Romp. Romp's our resident Sixers fan. Zach, you're pushing it, man. <laughs> you're pushing it. Anyway, uh, so we'll be live at 3 p.m. tomorrow with Picks Against the Spread and Blazers Uprise Live. We'll preview the game. Eric will be on for that one. Eric will be on that post-game stream. Uh, should have our normal set of graphics for the post-game stream for that one as well. And hopefully it's a better result tomorrow against the Philadelphia 76ers. I will upload the stream audio to spotify so if you missed the start and want to listen to it back maybe tomorrow at some point go ahead for blazers uprise live tomorrow since it's so close to the game i'm not going to upload it to spotify i will upload the post game audio from tomorrow's game to spotify uh so all post game shows will be on spotify this season uh hopefully makes it easier for you guys to listen to our post game streams on the go or wherever you may be anyway i think this is going to wrap up the stream quick turnaround tomorrow we'll have two streams for you guys so you can ask us some various questions on either of those uh at this point i'm ready to just forget that this game happened move on to philadelphia and hopefully get a win against them philadelphia is coming into this game with a four and two record they don't have simmons but they're seemingly doing just fine so it's not going to be an easy matchup for portland Philadelphia's beaten New Orleans, Oklahoma City, Detroit, and Atlanta. Okay, that's not a good for <laughs> that's not a good set of wins there. Atlanta's playing bad and the other three are bottom feeders. So Philadelphia lost by 13 to New York and by five to Brooklyn. So still don't really know what the Sixers are yet. Still don't really know what the Blazers are yet. So it's gonna be an interesting game tomorrow. Hopefully the Blazers can pick up a win uh and then they have a chance at going for a two and three road trip on the east coast as they conclude things with a november 3rd date against the cleveland cavaliers so the blazers can fix things get back on the right track with a win tomorrow against philadelphia hopefully that'll be the case anyway thank you to portland two fresh br swerve and shaggy squid for the donations uh i am going to head off leave a like on the stream it does help us out it's the easiest way to give us some support is by leaving a like so uh if you leave a like on the stream i appreciate it subscribe if you're new hit notifications so you know when we're going live twitter links in the description box below our second channel going live 3 p.m tomorrow link down there as well and i am out of here hopefully all of you have a good rest of your night and a good halloween whatever you may doing maybe doing happy halloween to everybody don't eat too much don't be sick watching blazers uprise live tomorrow in the bed or in the bathroom because you ate too much candy all right um eric's now finally back right when i was going to head off uh great great timing eric <laughs> i was ready to uh i don't know Eric, why you why you gotta make me why why you gotta show up right when I'm hitting the outro? I was literally five seconds away from saying peace out, go Blazers, Eric. Yeah, we have tomorrow. We have tomorrow. <laughs> we can recap this game a little bit tomorrow after picks against the spread. Um, I'll just let Eric talk about. I won't even say my thoughts. I've just said my thoughts for a good 
hour and 15 minutes. So I will let Eric talk a little bit about this game on Blazers Surprise Live tomorrow. So if you want to hear his thoughts on this performance, definitely go subscribe to that second channel if you haven't already. And then we will have the post-game stream. So <laughs> Eric said he doesn't have much to say about this one anyway. Eric, I, I tried to fill in a good hour and 15 minutes with some content. Man, it wasn't, wasn't particularly easy after this game. Uh, hopefully you guys enjoyed nonetheless. Thank you for making me a part of your Halloween night. Enjoy the rest of it. Until next time, as always, peace out. Go Blazers.